What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. In this video, we just had our Fellowship Free League draft last night, so we're just going to review it. We're going to go through. I think a lot of people are still kind of new to Superflex, which is I've, I've been playing that the last two years. This will be my third season playing Superflex. It was a lot of fun. You see a lot of curveballs in the draft. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through it, and uh, we'll just kind of go pick by pick. Give some thoughts. Before we get started, I did want to say the Fantasy Fellowship is now on TikTok. There's a link in the description below. And if you are curious about week, like weekly start sit content, tomorrow night we're going to be doing our start sit show. Uh, and if you go to thefantasyfellowship.com, I have everything laid out here. We're going to go to week one. It's going to be highlighted orange. And uh, from here, you can see the start sit charts. And uh, we'll just kind of review these tomorrow night. We'll talk about who we like, who we think we should sit, things like that. Come with your questions, whatever you need. We will answer them tomorrow night. And then before we get started, I just want to say shout out to everybody that's in the free fellowship league. Um, I'm the person at the top here, number one. Uh, my brother, that's Andrew. Uh, we got Justin, who's here in the chat room with us. He is uh, the third person in the league. Aiden Tobin, I don't know if he's in the chat room tonight, but he's usually watching. We got James, aka Porsche23. I think that's his YouTube username. Uh, my girlfriend, Ayla Starr, was picking in this one. She had a fun draft. Don, sports dog, man. We'll hope to see you later tonight. Um, a good friend of the show, Jacob Phillips. I play in a lot of leagues with Jacob. He's a really smart and savvy guy. Shout out to Jake because he offered to throw another $25 at first place. So, first place in this free league is going to be 50 bucks. We'll connect later, whatever you need to send it, we'll send it. Uh, James Wisniewski, Devin Mollers, Kenny Jackson, and then my brother-in-law, soon-to-be brother-in-law, Austin Cornelison. So uh, great draft, Don. You, you did really well. So we're going to just doing a shout-out here to everybody in the league. That's Don right there with the sports dog. And uh, we're just going to look at this. Uh, we're going to go round by round and just kind of take a peek at everything here. And, again, it's super flex, so there's kind of no rules. It was a pretty fun and slippery draft. Uh, Austin, he did get auto-picked this one. I think he was going to take Christian McCaffrey anyways, but he goes and takes CMC. And then Josh Allen, right away, first quarterback off the board is going to be Josh Allen by return of the DAC here. And just for my reference, return of the DAC is going to be uh, Porsche 23 with the first quarterback off the board, Josh Allen. Uh, my brother takes Derrick Henry. I had a tough choice. I, <laughs> I planned on drafting Devontae Adams the whole time. I'm looking at Dalvin Cook versus Devontae Adams. I, in reality, I probably should have went with Dalvin Cook. Uh, but I take Devontae Adams. I don't really get a chance to draft Devontae Adams too much. I'm from Green Bay, uh, live in Milwaukee, all that good stuff. So I took Devontae Adams. It's <laughs> yep, we're, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Aiden's in a little bit. He auto-drafted from the beginning, uh, but I think he was able to kind of get back in around eight or nine. So we'll get to Aiden's picks when we get there. But uh, I take Devontae Adams at four. Uh, the Jake, <laughs> my friend Jake Phillips, the fellow JMP, goes and gets Dalvin Cook at five. Fantastic value. I think he should have been the number two overall pick. Alvin Kamara falls to six. Patrick Mahomes, the second quarterback off the board. And Justin goes and gets uh, Patrick Mahomes at seven there. And if he says if AK41 might have fallen, uh, he would have taken them. Uh, but you can't argue with Patrick Mahomes, especially in the Superflex League. You're locking in 25-plus points per game. Uh, Aaron Jones goes number eight overall. Uh, my girlfriend Ayla takes Travis Kelsey. She debated on this one because she really thought Aaron Jones was going to fall to her. Uh, she was pretty disappointed, and uh, Travis Kelsey was just the next man up on her rankings. Saquon Barkley goes number 10, Austin Eckler 11, and then uh, Aiden was auto-drafted Ezekiel Elliott, but I think at 12 you really can't complain. Uh, I think he probably would have had his Jonathan Taylor pick back here at the beginning of round two, pick one. Uh, he was auto-drafted Jonathan Taylor. Curious, Aiden, who would you have taken in this draft if you were uh, able to auto or to not auto pick that? 
because uh, for now you got Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill goes next, and there's Kyler Murray, the third quarterback off the board. So, so far 15 picks in, and we're looking at three QBs. And we're going to see a run on those guys soon. Um, Nick Chubb falls to round two, pick four. Antonio Gibson. Uh, there goes Justin with the Najee Harris pick. At, at 18th overall, I love Najee Harris there. He's going to pair him uh, with his guy, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you got Stephon Diggs falling to round two, pick seven. DK Metcalf. I'm up to pick again, and I go ahead and take Calvin Ridley, who I think is a top five receiver. I paired him with Devontae Adams. So I just, at this point of the draft, it was either Ridley or Joe Mixon. I felt more comfortable with Calvin Ridley being the focal point of that offense. Uh, Joe Mixon's got the health concerns. Of course, I just think Atlanta's going to feature Calvin Ridley. He's got top five, top number one upside. So Aiden says he would have taken Chubb or Gibson. So you still get a running back there. So I guess that still helps the build. Uh, but we'll get to some of those uh, third and fourth round picks in a second here. Uh, but you see the runner receivers, Diggs, Metcalf, Ridley, A.J. Brown. These guys all have really similar upsides to me. So either one, uh, if you can get any of these guys, they all have top five upside each week. So it's a pretty exciting receiver round. Joe Mixon falls to uh, round two, pick 11. And I think if you are return of the DAC, you're feeling pretty good about this because Josh Allen was your first pick. You still get rewarded with a top 10, top 12 running back in Joe Mixon. Uh, and then my brother-in-law, Austin, takes CeeDee Lamb here, 24th overall. Everyone's going nuts over CeeDee Lamb. He also goes and takes Aaron Rodgers. So, so far, four quarterbacks off the board uh, through 25 picks. And I don't know. I can't, I can't, trade, I can't trade Calvin Ridley. I'm not going to move. Calvin Ridley, Devontae Adams is the build. We're going to roll with it. Uh, we'll see. After I, I usually don't like to trade for a week or two. I like to see what my team can do, and if I need to make moves, that's when I'll try to shake things up. Uh, so he might—he's just not available right now, but uh, possibly uh, in the uh, in the coming weeks. Um, so we're looking at the round three here. You see Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. You're going to see a lot of QBs going this round. Just in this round alone, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady, a ton of quarterbacks in round three. So a super flex league, again, that's where you can start two quarterbacks. So the opportunity to take a second stud quarterback makes a lot of sense. And that's what Justin did uh, with Justin Herbert as his number two quarterback, which is pretty sick. Um, so that's looking really well. Um, let's see. Darren Waller sticks out in this round. Uh, there's DeAndre Hopkins. Round three pick six for DeAndre Hopkins. <clears throat> that's, again, that's the super flex value. And then even Justin Jefferson falling down to round three pick 10. George Kittle at the end and then Clyde Edwards falling all the way here. So I guess if you're Aiden, I mean, he collects Ezekiel Elliott. He also gets uh, Jonathan Taylor there at the top and he falls all the way to Clyde Edwards. So I don't hate it. Clyde Edwards as your three, that's definitely a good spot. He's going to be a good flex for you as long as he's healthy. Uh, and then you did get Trevor or Terry McLaurin in the fourth round. So I like that value as well. So, so far, the only pick I don't care for is Jonathan Taylor. I think you can work with some of the other ones. So maybe we try to move Jonathan Taylor at some point, maybe trade him after a game, a pop-off game or something like that. And yeah, I, I, I like Clyde Edwards, especially the value you got him. Last pick of the third round, uh, you can't really complain. So I like this turn for Aiden. These were auto-drafted, but still, Clyde Edwards as your RB3 and Terry McLaurin, uh, not too bad of an auto-pick. Uh, we see another couple quarterbacks come off the board in the fourth round. Jalen Hurts, you got Matthew Stafford, and then uh, all the way down here, Matt Ryan. Probably a little too high for Matt Ryan. We'll see. That was my brother there, uh, but we'll, we'll go top to finish here. Terry McLaurin, Jalen Hurts, Mark Andrews, Matthew Stafford creeping into the top of the fourth. Allen Robinson, what a deal there, falling to round four, pick five. Uh, Justin goes and gets James Robinson, round four, pick six. Keenan Allen, Miles Sanders, Chris Godwin, that's who I decided to go with. So, so far, 
through four rounds, I have uh, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Chris Godwin, and then I snagged Russell Wilson. So I'm going zero running back with this one. We'll see how it pans out. I like to be a little risky in some of these fun free leagues. Uh, but Matt Ryan, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, and kind of what you're seeing at this point in a super flex league, everyone's going like almost a half round to a full round later than their typical one quarterback ADP. So in that, you know, it gets a little weird. You're seeing guys like Justin Jefferson fall to round three, pick 10. You're seeing DeAndre Hopkins fall to the middle third. Just a couple interesting wrinkles with the super flex. It just, it's, it's interesting because you can't really prepare for it. You just got to take the quarterbacks when they're available. Um, so in the beginning of round five, you see DeAndre Swift, Robert Woods, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, David Montgomery, the value on Montgomery, round five, pick five. He's probably a top 15 running back this year. That seems to be like a really, really strong value in the fifth round. Chris Carson falling to round five, pick six. These guys are typically like third third round picks in just a standard one QB league. So the value is tremendous. You get Cooper Cup, Julio Jones, T Higgins. There's Gus Edwards, DJ Moore, Adam Thielen. So this one, this was a round five was a really good uh, receiver round for the Superflex draft. So it looks like everybody that got one got a, a wide receiver that they liked. And yeah, David Montgomery just falling a couple picks away from Justin here at round five, pick seven. Uh, but round six, round six is where you get interesting because you start to see some some guys with some high upside, potential busts, uh, running backs in here. It's kind of an interesting round that could make or break the season. It might be the most pivotal or pivotal pivotable round of the draft so far. Brandon Ayuk leads it off in the sixth round with Aiden's team. Aiden did collect Adam Thielen and Brandon Ayuk. I don't, I mean, I don't love Adam Thielen. I think he can be useful, especially against Cincinnati week one. Uh, and then Brandon Ayuk, I, I, I really like Brandon Ayuk. I think he's going to be a wide receiver too for us, a top 25 wide out. So I like the auto pick there. But Kyle Pitts, I was upset I didn't get to get Kyle Pitts in any of my redraft leagues this year. Robbie Anderson, Josh Jacobs is interesting. Uh, people are, you know, I think people are still kind of pushing Josh Jacobs down a little too far. I think he's still got top 20 upside. Uh, but Miles Gaskin, TJ Hawkinson, there's uh, Justin with another good pick. I thought Justin had a really good draft. Uh, you got Chase Edmonds after Hawkinson, Baker Mayfield. And then I'm up to pick. I'm here. I am in the sixth round. I don't have a running back yet because I took Tyler Lockett as my fourth wide receiver in the fifth round. And Javante Williams, man, like I, I'm. I think if you guys watch the content on this show, Javante Williams has been a fan favorite of the show. And it, it sounds like the coach is ready to give Javante Williams the one A treatment. And I think it's just a matter of time before Javante Williams looks like the better back between him and Melvin Gordon. So I'm I'm super excited about Javante Williams. That's an upside pick for me. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Jacobs missed practice today. Uh, we'll see. So if you guys do want to check out, I should probably put a link in the description for this. But uh, on the start sit charts, I do have a link to the NFL practice reports. We're going to be using these all all uh, all season here. And it looks like uh, nothing's typically a in a normal week for the NFL, Wednesday is that first day of pr uh, practice participation because the Bucks and the Cowboys play. Thursday night football, putting out repaying Tuesday. So tomorrow, I think I wouldn't be too worried about Jacobs missing practice today. Again, they do play Monday night, so they get an extra day. But we'll definitely be interested in the, in tomorrow's practice reports. That's why we're doing the start sit show tomorrow. So let's look at. Uh, so where do we leave off? Uh, after I took Javante, I could have had Damian Harris. I just I thought Javante's got a little bit more upside with the passing game. Uh, we also see Trey Sermon. Fun rookie running back for the 49ers. And then Juju Smith-Schuster rounds out the sixth round. So uh, some of these names are make or break. They're either going to have a great season and, and smash their ADP, 
but some of my favorite picks in this round, Ayuk, Kyle Pitts, Robbie Anderson's going to be good. Josh Jacobs is going to be an interesting uh, volatile guy each week, I think. We'll see if Miles Jackson can hang on to the majority of the, the running back one reps. And then as far as like Baker Mayfield in the in the round six, like that seems a little interesting. Uh, but I like Javante, Damien Harris, Trey Sermon, some of the rookies. But the value for Juju seems to be pretty crazy. I thought he should go a little bit higher. So we're moving into the seventh round. You got Joe Burrow, Daryl Henderson. My brother snipes me of Jerry Judy. I was really upset I did not get Jerry Judy in this round, so I settled for Tyler Boyd. I now have five wide receivers through seven rounds. I'm just going to be flinging wide receivers out there the whole draft. So we'll see what happens. Logan Thomas, uh, round seven, pick five. Kareem Hunt. There's uh, Justin with a high upside pick in Odell Beckham. LaVisca Chanel Jr., round seven, pick eight. Antonio Brown, Mike Davis, Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay. So a lot of receivers in this seventh round. Only one quarterback, Joe Burrow. But the receivers in this round, Jerry Judy, Tyler Boyd, Odell Beckham, LaVisca Chenault, Antonio Brown, Cortland Sutton, and Kenny Galladay. We're talking some really high upside guys. Of course, they all have bust potential, um, but Cortland Sutton and Kenny Galladay are probably my least favorite. But, I mean, if they're healthy and they're going to play, you know, the full 16, 17 games this year, you're looking at a pretty good value. At the end of the seventh round, I mean, they're, they're worth a shot. Uh, as your wide receiver three or the first receiver off your bench. So I thought it was decent. And like, I I don't trust Kenny Galladay. And it was an auto-pick draft for you. So I, I, you probably would never have taken Kenny Galladay at this point. Like, I don't know who you have taken. Maybe Trey Lance would have been your guy there. Chase Claypool, guys like that. Jamar Chase. I could see some of those receivers being more safe for you. But uh, Galladay's interesting. Maybe you could trade him after a big week or two. And uh, yeah, so I, I just, I like the value. I mean, if, if, if you tell me Galladay is going to play a full 17 games, you're, you're probably getting a top 30 wide receiver. So it could pan out. It just really, it's relative to health. Uh, so we'll see. I still love Galladay's talent. I just hate the situation there uh, on the Giants. So we're moving into the eighth round. You see Noah Fant go. Uh, that was the auto pick for Aiden. But Trey Lance, round eight, pick two. Brandon Cooks, not a big fan of the Texans picks. Uh, but Chase Claypool, I thought Chase Claypool round eight pick four was a really fun pick. Daniel Jones, mm, I probably could have waited on Daniel Jones. There's probably some more QBs that I would have rather have had. Michael Gallup, a really good pick here. Again, Justin had a really good draft. That was, that was the one. You can tell Justin watches my shows because like he, almost every pick that he had, I was like, oh, man, I missed. I missed on Michael Gallup. So uh, Jamar Chase, Jarvis Landry. I'm up to pick and I take Raheem Mostert because I only have one running back on my roster through eight rounds. And I just think as long as Raheem Mostert's healthy, he's going to be the lead back there getting the majority of touches. They also played in the, the, the Detroit Lions week one. So I'm going to hit that uh, pretty hard. Uh, you see DJ Chark, Sony Michelle. I didn't love the Sony Michelle pick. You just got to be patient with that. Maybe Daryl Henderson gets an injury and something else emerges. Uh, but I like Michelle on the bench. So that's fine there. Robert Tunyon, uh, one of the last picks here in the eighth round. And let's move into the ninth round. So ninth round, this is where you start to see some guys get their first bench player or two. A handful of really fun running backs and a couple quarterbacks come off the board in this one. But it starts with Leonard Fournette. Again, if you watch my stuff, we, we like Ronald Jones uh, more than Leonard Fournette. I think Ronald Jones is clearly the better runner. Fournette is good, but he's not going to be able to get as many yards, I think, per touch as a Ronald Jones. He's, a good, he's probably a better pass catcher than Ronald Jones. So I'll give it that. There is some value with Leonard Fournette on the bench. Uh, Tyler Higby, uh, a fun tight end uh, there for return of the DAC. James Conner, my brother also uh, was in on the James Conner sweepstakes. I love James Conner on the bench. I just James Conner on your bench is such a sweet move. I, do I have to pull up the 
I'm, I'm going to pull up the 2020 red zone stats because I've just been reading the tea leaves and these red zone stats last year are just so eye opening because everyone knows, I mean, everybody knows that uh, our guy Kyler Murray is a pretty good running back quarterback. Uh, let me see here. Uh, red zone rushing stats. So let's pull up these red zone rushing stats. Because uh, I know Kyler Murray is there, but if I just filter it inside the five-yard line last year, let's filter by attempts. Uh, number one in the league was Dalvin Cook with 22. Number two was Ezekiel Elliott with 22. And then there's Kenyon Drake with 21 red zone attempts inside the five, almost 21 carries. He scored nine touchdowns. Um, so James Conner, I do think, has a, a good opportunity to maybe reach eight, nine, ten touchdowns this year. I mean, if they're giving him the ball inside the 20, and again, you can even filter here by inside the 20, and you're going to see Kenyon Drake was fourth in the league in red zone carry. So you, what's interesting, too, is you don't see Chase Edmonds on this list, like, at all. So if they get, you know, near Pater, they're, they're probably going to send in the bigger back. Chase Edmonds was down here. He only had 13 carries inside the 20. You go inside the 10, he only had three. So especially if they get inside the 10, they're bringing in the heavy artillery. So that's why I like James Conner so much. Um, round nine, I only have one quarterback on my team at this moment. That's Russell Wilson. So I just snagged Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, I, I'm surprised Tua lasted this long. He went uh, after guys like Daniel Jones. Uh, who else here was on the list? Uh, Trey Lance, again, you got to be patient with Trey Lance. I just think the opportunity for Tua to start right away is going to be fun. Debo Samuel, I had a hard time passing on Debo Samuel. Uh, Will Fuller is there. Corey Davis. Uh, one of my favorite wide receiver picks that you can get, especially round nine. You're getting a team's number one wide receiver. Really fun upside pick there for Corey Davis. Ronald Jones, I was so mad. I think just play fifth quarter is Don. Don had a really good draft. Uh, I, he, Ronald Jones, man, I thought I could get him on the comeback, but Ronald Jones snuck in there uh, in my league. Waddle is there. Whew. All right, Justin, you're going to have to tell me, like, who is the worst player that you can cut? Like, give me, like, your bottom three or four players because Waddle, <laughs> Waddle should be owned. Uh, and you see Waddle go here, round nine, pick nine. Trevor Lawrence, I think Aiden, yeah, Aiden just turned into the the draft, and he picks Jameis Winston and Mac Jones. He just missed Trevor Lawrence by two picks. That would have been perfect. Uh, but then Jamal Williams, Jameis Winston, Mac Jones. Again, Aiden just turned it on in round nines and ten. Uh, let me see what we got going on here. So I got a call during the draft to pick QB Jones from the Giants by mistake. I wanted someone else, but I, <laughs> all right, that's that's fine. I mean, you could maybe, I mean, at this point, Daniel Jones is going to be probably your quarterback three anyways. It looks like you got Justin Fields, so you're you're going to be fine. You can start Justin, or you can start Daniel Jones for two three weeks and evaluate it later. So uh, no problem at all. And then uh, to cut to cut Carter or Lance, my head says to keep Lance with Carter. It's very interesting. I just. The thing with Jalen Waddle is week one, uh, no Will Fuller. So you're looking at Devontae Parker, Mike Jasicki, Miles Gaskin, and Jalen Waddle as the weapons to move the ball. It is against Bill Belichick in the New England defense. I just think they're going to probably have some kind of game plan for Jalen Waddle. So if Waddle were to pop off week one, I think it's pretty likely that he could get, you know, six, seven catches and you can do some fun stuff with those touches. Whew. I'm, I'm, if I had to cut somebody, it would be Carter. I know that's hard to do, but I think in terms of long-term value, Waddle's probably going to play a lot more than Carter right away off, off the gate here. And then, yeah, uh, so Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson are both going to be used. And the, the system that the Jets are implicating in 
their offense right now. It's all it all came from the San Francisco offense. They're going to use multiple backs for different things. So I think it could be frustrating to own Carter. I think if you want to hold Carter, it's going to just require patience until he, whether he's the last man standing with health or if he just keeps making too many plays and they can't refuse to uh, to just knock him in the ball. So for me, I think Waddle gives you the best opportunity to have the best value right away. I'm probably going to go pick up Waddle. Um, so round 10, you see Mac Jones off the board. Can you receiver AJ Dillon really solid pick in the 10th round just to put on your bench in case anything happens to Aaron Jones I think AJ Dillon's gonna have some value uh even as a standalone play anyways he's probably gonna get anywhere from like seven to ten touches per game whether that's like five carries and two catches he's gonna be used he impressed this summer as a pass catcher they've been running some crazy wheel routes with AJ Dillon so if you get AJ Dillon with a linebacker doing a wheel route like AJ Dillon's gonna get behind him uh, Justin Fields, one of the best picks. I was mad. I, I was queuing up again. Like I was queuing up Justin Fields before round ten pick, and uh, Don got him right in front of me. Uh, Melvin Gordon here, uh, interesting. Melvin Gordon. This is Justin's pick. Melvin Gordon. He could be useful the first couple of weeks. We'll see how it goes. I think he could be pesky for Javante Williams for at least the first couple of games. And if Melvin Gordon looks good, they're gonna have to continue to play him. Uh, you see Marvin Jones, Mike Williams. Uh, I'm in the 10th round and I need some running backs. So I go ahead and take Zach Moss, Ben Roethlisberger, Jacoby Myers, and Henry Ruggs. So the 10th round is interesting. I mean, there's some potential league winning upside here. Don getting Justin Fields. That could really, especially in a super flex draft, like that pick is super sweet. I think that could be a starter for you by week three or four. Devonta Smith could be just, you can just blow everyone's expectations away as a rookie. And then getting Mac Jones here. Uh, for Aiden, that's a really solid move to just put uh, on your team and see what happens with it. So we're moving to round 11. Let me get caught up on these comments. Uh, Lance and Fields and Stafford. Uh, let me see here. You could potentially trade them. If you needed a running back, you could potentially trade them. So I, I the value of Waddle is probably a lot higher right now. Where did Michael Carter go in our draft? I think Waddle was round nine, pick nine. And I think Carter, where did Michael Carter fall to in this draft? I think it was pretty late. Was he even drafted? I might have missed his name. I'll see if I can find his name. Uh, but recovering the 11th round, you see Naheem Hines. There's Marquez Calloway, the, Saint, the Saints starting uh, wide receiver, Dallas Goddard. I took Zach Moss the round before, so I go and take Devin Singletary here just to secure the backfield. If anything happens to injury, I'm sitting good. Nicole Hardman, you see Johnny Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, pretty late for quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick value there. Really good value for a super flex league just to put him on your bench and just see what happens. Michael Pittman Jr., fun upside wide receiver there. He's probably the leading receiver for Indianapolis with T.Y. Hilton's injuries. Paris Campbell can't stay healthy. We'll see if he works out. Uh, but there's Tyrell Williams, Detroit's number one wide receiver. They're going to be losing. they got to throw the ball to somebody besides Hawkinson. So we'll see. Marquise Brown, there's Elijah Moore. I was waiting for Elijah Moore, too, and I missed that one. Uh, but Philip Lindsay here. Um, so this is Aiden's pick. He goes and gets Philip Lindsay, a, a solid backup running back to have on the bench in case something happens. He goes and gets Michael Thomas to put in his IR spot, which I think round 12 at this point, it's, it's worth a shot because if he comes back like week seven, week eight, uh, you're getting half a season of Michael Thomas. That should be useful as a, a wide receiver three at least. Kirk Cousins, round 12, pick two. Curtis Samuel. There's Michael Carter. So Carter goes round 12, pick four. 
and our guy Jalen Waddle, round nine, pick nine. So there's about a two, two to three round difference on the two there for you, Justin. Uh, but Darnell Mooney, Dom was just having a like, – every time he was up to pick, I was losing one of the guys on my list. So Darnell Mooney, fun upside pick in the 12th round. James White, really useful PPR back. I know he wasn't impressive last year. Uh, but again, with Cam Newton, I was looking at some stats, and Cam Newton's season last year was about – Tim Tebow levels bad. Um, so Cam Newton just did not uh, play very well. But with James White, you're getting the upside of a handful of targets per game, and hopefully he's a little bit more consistent this year. So I like James White as a bench PPR back. There's Mike Jasicki, Russell Gage. I had to go get my boy Anthony Ferkser early. He's going to be my tight end one. I'm going to play the tight end roulette game and see what happens. Tony Pollard, really fun upside bench running back there. If anything happens to Zeke, Tony Pollard could be a league winner. Paris Campbell, I'm hoping Paris Campbell stays healthy because I do have some dynasty shares of Paris Campbell, so I'm rooting for him to stay healthy. I hope him and Michael Pittman can uh, flourish as the number one and number two receivers there. Austin Hooper, people are kind of sleeping on Austin Hooper. I think he could have a sneaky, sneaky good season. He could flirt with top 10, top 12 numbers. David Johnson there. Le'Veon Bell, this one was interesting. I think people were cracking up in the chat room because the, the news had broke like a couple hours ago that the Ravens were bringing in Le'Veon Bell and Devonta Freeman for a a workout. We'll see if Le'Veon Bell signs anywhere. He should sign soon, uh, whether uh, whether it's with the Ravens or New Orleans Saints just cut Latavius Murray today. So that could be something that interests Sean Payton. Uh, there's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I was queuing up MVS and my brother sniped him from me. Uh, but I go into Zach Wilson. He's my QB3. Decided to see what happens. He's going to get a couple of nice matchups this year. So we'll see how it goes. Tyson Williams, the number two running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Again, as of now, the Ravens have not signed a running back number two, or they haven't signed a number three. They only have Gus Edwards and Tyson Williams. So like week one, these are going to be the two guys getting the ball. Uh, we know Justin uh, Justice Hill is going to be out for the season. And uh, at this point, it makes sense for the Ravens to go get a guy, whether it's a veteran like Le'Veon Bell or uh, Latavius Murray is apparently available now. So we'll, we'll watch the Ravens. I think for this point, though, Gus Edwards might be the one of the biggest steals because if he's in the like the fifth, sixth round, you might be getting the guy that touches the ball 20 times a game. So if you still have a draft to do, Gus Edwards is, is as good as it gets in that fifth, sixth round running back range. Cole Beasley, Terrace Marshall Jr., one of the my one of my favorite rookie wide receivers that I think you can draft right now. Did he, that already happen? Did Le'Veon Bell just do it? Let's go to the Twitter machine here. What's going on, Callie? Thanks for hanging out tonight. Uh, where is uh, Le'Veon Bell? Did this just happen? One hour ago. Dang, I missed. So they're adding him to the practice squad. I don't know if they're, if they're going to pull him up week one. Uh, but dang, so he signs with the practice squad. That might uh, that might be enough. It's not going to make me nervous for Gus Edwards. The fact that he's, they're just signing him to the practice squad, uh, they want to see what he looks like and what kind of shape he's in. So they're not going to be able to pull him up, I think, for week one. Um, so I still think Gus Edwards is a big winner. But Le'Veon Bell here, round 13, if there's injuries and they got to push him up, I think that could be, uh, that, that could be really strong. So Le'Veon Bell there, round 13, pick two. Uh, but where did we leave off? Terrace Marshall Jr., I think he's going to be a fun slot receiver in Carolina. Looking back at Sam Darnold's uh, favorite targets, uh, you can find that his favorite targets have been the starting slot receiver. Uh, actually, I want to show you guys a cool uh, article, too. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, like, Matthew Barry's, like, stats that he puts out. Uh, there's a gentleman that I follow that puts out a really good 
article here, and this is his 96 stats. Um, so I'll put this in the in the description, or I guess I'm going to put this in the the chat room here. I think it's a free article. I thought it was free. Let me see if I can find it. Here we go. One second. Um, so you put out some interesting stats on Sam Darnold. I'm hoping it loads. Uh, but let me go down to Carolina's stats. So he, he kind of does it by team. And here are Sam Darnold's most targeted wide receivers in his career. Uh, 2017, it was Deontay Burnett, slot receiver. 2018, Quincy Nunua, slot receiver. Jamison Crowder, the last two years, just stupid slot receivers, man. Uh, and then Braxton when Crowder was out. So uh, if Terrace Marshall is the starting slot receiver, that could be really good news. Uh, and then he also goes on to, he broke down the, the snap percentages uh, from the slot. So in that one, in the couple preseason games that we did see, Terrace Marshall ran 67% of his routes from the slot. Robbie Anderson was 33 and DJ Moore was 19. So Terrace Marshall Jr., I mean, if he's available on your waiver wire, Terrace Marshall Jr. should be picked up and stashed. So I love him. Absolutely love him at this ADP. Sterling Shepard, uh, a fun upside. In the in the 13th round, I'd rather have Sterling Shepard than, I guess, Kenny Galladay at the, at the seventh round so that I could see him having a nice season. Rob Gronkowski could have a nice uh, – uh, technically, people, you know, they, they don't give Gronkowski enough credit, I think. He – Took a year off, came back last year, and he played great. He caught two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. He could be just getting up ready for a huge uh, season here. He's got uh, you know top 15 tight end upside here. Derek Carr, really good value on Carr in a super flex league. Ramondre Stevenson, if anything happens to Damian Harris, we could be looking at some fun stuff here. Brian Edwards, this is one of my favorite picks of Aiden's. Um, <laughs> I, I love Brian Edwards at that point uh, because – all the camp news that has been coming out, he's been clearly the best receiver. He basically made John Brown go and say, hey, can I be cut because I'm not going to be able to play on this team. Uh, I'm behind Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, and uh, the slot receiver there. Name's escaping me, but Hunter Renfro. Uh, so Brian Edwards, a fun upside pick. I was able to draft him this weekend as well. Amin Ross St. Brown, just another fun rookie upside receiver that should get a lot of attention uh, and get a lot of play this year. Um, Shepard's interesting, man. Like, I hate Sterling Shepard because he, he, he technically he cost me a championship last year. Uh, but I, he's a good, he's a good receiver. He's, he's Daniel Jones is probably most trusted wide receiver. Uh, been a good slot receiver for Daniel Jones throughout his career so far. So I hate him, but I respect the game. Uh, but then there's Rondell Moore, who actually, so this 96 uh, stats article. This was really good. Like, you guys should probably read this and just kind of get through all the numbers. But for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, we had uh, some stats about DJ Moore just being heavily utilized here. I'm trying to figure out what it was. Um, I mean, just in in basically one preseason game, like he played four quarters in the preseason. He had nine targets and three carries. So that's 12 touches for D, uh, for Rondell Moore, which is pretty sweet. Uh, let me get back to the draft recap. Uh, what's going on? I right, so we're we're doing a start sit real quick right here. Week one PPR flex pick one. Ronald Jones, Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks, or Chenault. Um, for PPR flex, I'm probably not going to – I mean, Ronald Jones has a pretty nice matchup against Dallas, uh, but he's not going to catch too many balls. So you're hoping for a touchdown there. Jerry Judy going up against the Giants. I can't even really – I mean, who is the Giants' second Jerry these days? Uh, I know they have the one good corner, uh, Giants' uh, depth chart uh, jerry judy to me seems like one of the safest picks that you could put in week one 
Let me just double check here. Let me double check. They're starting cornerback. James Bradbury is pretty good. I don't know if he's going to be on uh, Cortland Sutton or not. Adore Jackson's pretty decent too. Uh, but I think Jerry Judy is going to be beating a lot of people. So Jerry Judy excites me the most. Uh, I'm probably, I don't really care about Brandon Cooks. Uh, I know it is against Jacksonville, but I think between Jerry Judy and Chenault, those are the two guys that I'm going to play. I'd rather play Chenault against the Texans than I would Brandon Cooks against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So for me, I think Judy has the highest ceiling. If you want the safest floor, I'd probably go Chenault. Because I think Chenault's probably going to get the ball maybe five, six catches. Uh, but Jerry Judy, man, I, you could see a couple big plays from Jerry Judy. So if you're feeling risky, go Judy. If you want to collect maybe just the, the safe 10 to 12 points, go Chenault. Uh, so thanks for the question. Uh, how many carries do you think Carter are going to get? Because I might keep him for the running back depth because I have Justin Jefferson, Allen Robinson, Tyreek Hill, and Gallup, and DJ. So, okay, so maybe you hold on that because uh, you're going to have a hard time getting Jalen Waddle in the lineup. Um, the thing with Carter is, see, the Jets play the, the Carolina Panthers this year. I think the most care, like touches I would see for Michael Carter is probably 10 to 12 week one. Again, they're going to mix Tevin Coleman in on third downs. It's going to be between Carter and Ty Johnson for carries on first and second down. So if you uh, if you get, you know, a, yeah, that's a good point there, Aiden, too. Aiden just made Brandon Cooks is going to be on Shaq Griffin. So I'm, I just I've, I, I like Cooks, but like well, I, I want to see it before I, I play it, you know, kind of thing. So that's why Jerry Judy and the Visca Chanel seem to be a little bit better options. Uh, but as far as Michael Carter, I think we, we just got to have patience. Let me just pull up the Jets schedule real quick. Actually, let me. I'm gonna pull up the 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 depth chart here for the Jets. See how they're listing these guys. So they did list. I mean, they they list Michael Carter as the fourth running back, which concerns me. Um, Tevin Coleman is the one. The Michael P. Ryan the two. Ty Johnson is the three. Did the Jets put out official depth chart today? Let's go to the jets.com here. So they list Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, Michael Carter is the three. Uh, so for me, you're probably not going to see Michael Carter uh, get too many carries week one. Again, it's going to require patience. We might not know what we have till Car with Michael Carter until like October, once we get, you know, two, three, four games in the books. Uh, so that's what kind of sucks about holding on to Carter. It's, it's, it's just going to take a few games. Uh, Tevin Coleman, you know, underwhelming game and, and Ty Johnson, if he gets anything going, probably not, but, uh, just you've got to be patient with Michael Carter, whereas I think Waddle, uh, even if you're even if you don't need Carter right now, I think just the upside of Waddle, you can maybe sign Waddle and flip Waddle for a running back with maybe some more upside. So I, I think I would play. I think I would still go with Jalen Waddle in this case. Um, let me get back to our. We were cruising through round fourteen. We started with. Oh, I left off with Rondell Moore. I really like that pick here. Devontae Parker. Week one, you probably should, you know, consider starting him with no Will Fuller in the lineup. I know uh, the Patriots defense is going to be good, uh, but no Stephon Gilmore. So we'll see what happens. Randall Cobb here in the round 14, pick four. Jared Cook, of course, Don goes and snags his favorite tight end here, his uh, sleeper tight end, Jared Cook. Hunter Henry, solid bench tight end. John Smith, if, if, it's, if one of the tight ends is hurt, in New England, you're going to want the other tight end. So Hunter Henry's a good stash down here. Jalen Reger, Blake Jarwin. I'm upset I just missed on Blake Jarwin because I was going to go a bunch of tight ends to finish this draft. So I just go and get Gerald Everett. You see Carlos Hyde, which uh, I love James Robinson, but Carlos Hyde, man, just the connection that he has with Urban Meyer. I'm interested to see how many touches and carries they're going to give Carlos Hyde. 
Nelson Aguilar pick. I think Mac Jones will be able to find him a lot this year. And then A.J. Green, probably worth a flyer, is one of the last picks in the draft. A.J. Green uh, still going to be starting. We'll see what happens there. Devontae Booker, Saquon Barkley's handcuff. Uh, the Teddy Bridgewater value, though, round 15 pick two, you're getting a starting quarterback as long as Teddy Bridgewater is winning games. He's going to be the starter. Uh, and then you see Jared Goff, uh, just a, a, a quarterback three. Just put on your bench, whip him out in case of emergencies. Uh, I go and get Zach Ertz. People are sleeping on Zach Ertz. I think he's going to have a bounce back season, and he could actually you know, outproduce Dallas Goddard. So it's worth a try. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Carson Wentz, another great value, round 15 quarterback. J.D. McKissick, Jamison Crowder, Alexander Madison, Sam Darnold. As, think about you know Christian McCaffrey, D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall Jr. There's a lot to like there. Sam Darnold can hit these guys. Uh, we could see a nice uh, quarterback two season from Sam Darnold. Cole Komet, fun upside tight end there. Rashad Bateman, we'll see if he could play. Uh, sooner sooner than later and then oj howard just a fun upside pick there if anything's look if everything is looking good for oj howard they might not be able to keep him off the field so i like the upside and then gabriel davis getting a piece of josh allen's top receiving core is pretty fun chuba hubbard this is kind of handcuffed territory here you get chuba hubbard uh giovanni bernard who could catch a lot of passes in tampa bay that'll be kind of fun emmanuel sanders so i like the two buffalo receiver values here in round 16 something could happen pretty nicely for those guys Rashad Penny, another good handcuff option for Chris Carson. Nico Collins, a fun upside pick. Uh, round 16, I don't care then. Uh, it's a Houston Texan, but I mean, Nico Collins could be, he could, you know, be one of the better receivers, rookie receivers this year with the opportunity on his plate. Tyrod Taylor, you're getting a starter for Houston, but again, it's round 16. The opportunity cost is so cheap. Malcolm Brown could be the goal line back in Miami. We'll see what happens there. I go and take another tight end, uh, Jawan Johnson for New Orleans. We know Adam Troutman's going to be out for a bit. Week one against Green Bay, you're going to see Marquez Calloway probably locked up by Jair Alexander. So I'm just wondering if Jawan Johnson, uh, yeah, it's kind of a baby pit. I, I'm wondering if Jawan Johnson uh, leads the team in targets, maybe besides Alvin Kamara. I could see Jawan Johnson just being a menace because Green Bay's linebackers aren't the greatest. You put an athletic guy like Jawan Johnson, who he's technically a wide receiver. Um, so Jawan Johnson, uh, one of my favorite fun uh, sleeper tight ends. And then the draft is finished up with Eric Ebron, Samaj P. Ryan, and Evan Ingram. So uh, very fun super flex draft. We'll see what happens. Uh, if you guys want to see the starting lineups real quick, um, the way that we are doing the starting roster, you start one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flex, and then ESPN has what's called an offensive player utility, OP. That just basically means a super flex position. So it should be a lot of fun. I don't know what my starting lineup is going to be, but I'm going tight end hunting. Uh, I might try to get uh, uh, Jawan Johnson in the lineup. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, that is the draft review. If you guys get any questions, we can hang out for a little bit. Uh, if you guys want to get in some sleeper questions, uh, I might even kind of just you know pull up the start sit chart here. Uh, but any questions before we we get into there? So how many teams make the playoffs? Uh, in a 12-team league, what I have found, uh, I've been playing fantasy football uh, for a very long time. And in a 12-team league, I'd like seven teams to make the playoffs. So we do the top seven teams, uh, the top six records, and then the number seven seed is in on points. Uh, and basically, after the like the first few seasons, there's always arguments as to who the sixth or the, the seventh team was. So we're like, let's just add the seventh team. And then that's essentially the NFL playoff structure these days. So only one team gets the bye, uh, two versus seven, you know, three versus six, four versus five. That's kind of how it goes. So seven teams make the playoffs. 
if you are not a top six record, you can get in on points. So there's always the back door uh, into the playoffs. And sometimes that team that's in on points, they're kind of riding in hot uh, and they can be uh, pretty pesky. So I like the upside there uh, as the seven seed sometimes if you, if you miss the top six. And then, um, I don't know, but tomorrow night's going to be fun. We're going to go over these start-sit charts. Dallas and Tampa Bay, I think you want to get your guys in here. Michael Gallup might be a little boom-bust. Rob Gronkowski could be boom-bust, but the, the reward could be pretty fun. And then I got some guys on the benches. So what we're going to do is we'll go through all these games tomorrow night. I'll kind of just glaze through them real quick and then answer as many questions as we need. And uh, we got the waddle. So uh, I know that's probably really tough to do. I know you're super wide receiver heavy, but man, if you're <clears throat> if you're able to to just week one, man, the upside of Jalen Waddle versus Michael Carter, you know, you could be able to get yourself something pretty nice in terms of a trade in a week or two if Waddle outperforms. Um, so I think it's weird to let go of a running back, but I, I do think uh, you're going to be happy with Waddle on your team. And then yeah, Rob Gronkowski, man. Let's pull up some of the Rob Gronkowski stats. FF today. I'm just excited to get football, man, on Thursday. Looking forward to it. So Rob Gronkowski last year, he averaged 9.3 fantasy points per game. Technically the worst fantasy points per game of his career. But the most important thing with Gronk is he finished all 16 games. 77 targets, 45 catches, 623 yards, and 7 TDs. Looking back here... Now, this is not a very great consistent chart for fantasy points, but he did have a, a stretch here from basically week five to, I guess we'll call it to week 16, where if you just left him in there as your tight end one, he got one, two, three, four, five, six games uh, over double digits, a 7.2. That's not the worst. An 8.2, not the worst. So, so far, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Out of 11 total games, you're getting only one, two, technically only three duds. So th th that's almost an 80% hit rate for Rob Gronkowski. I think we could see something nice like that uh, for him. So you think it will go over or under 52 fantasy points to him be. Yeah, so it was 52 and a half, I think. And what I'm going to do here in the start-sit charts, I'm going to go ahead and put uh, the implied point totals, and I'll put, like, uh, you know, plus or minus whoever's favored to win. So I'll get all that info in there. Uh, but as far as a 52 and a half point total, that's essentially the Cowboys losing by eight. So Tampa Bay 30, Dallas about 22. That's mean, that means Dallas is probably getting maybe two touchdowns for sure, maybe a third. Um and then Tampa Bay, like they're, they're basically giving Tampa Bay three touchdowns. So I kind of like the over. I think the energy is going to be really high. I mean, we could see a game that's, you know, like maybe uh, something like 30 to 27 final. We could see, you know, 34 to, you know, 27, something in that range, which would put it over. Uh, but I, it, it, I'm, I'm not really super excited to bet on the over under in that one. I think the safest bet that you could do is to take Tampa Bay money line. And then maybe the under. If, if I'm going to take one, I'm probably going to take the under. Maybe, you know, the jitters are, are – teams are going to be rusty week one of the, of the season. So, uh, yeah, Aiden says under. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to be – Tampa Bay defense is going to be good. Uh, but Dak's still going to throw the ball a lot. I just – three of the best receivers in the league on both sides of the ball. Like, this could be a fun game here where both the offenses are just dealing. So, I could see it go both ways. But if I had to – pick a bet in this game i'm probably just going to take tampa bay money line take tampa bay to win i know it's not a sexy bet but uh i, I like tampa bay there 
And then, yeah, CeeDee Lamb's got some nice props. Maybe maybe I'll just pull up the props real quick. If you guys, I was going to make a TikTok either tonight or tomorrow on some of my favorite props from this game. But, like, all the Cowboys wide receivers are, like, in the 60s. And I think Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are in the 60s. Some of my most successful bets that I made last year were on the touchdowns. Um, so if you're thinking Dallas, their implied point total is about 22 points. And yeah, it's 52 even. So that means Tampa Bay 30, Dallas 22. Uh, that that's Dallas getting two touchdowns, maybe a third. Um, so you gotta you gotta look at it that way. Tampa Bay is gonna get three for sure, maybe a fourth touchdown. Let's just look at the touchdown scores. They think Mike Evans has the best odds. Uh, I kind of like Mike Evans to score. People have been saying he's been having the best camp that he's ever had. Uh, he looks to be in the best shape. So Mike Evans touchdown at minus 110. Uh, what does that mean? If you throw a 20 down on Mike Evans, you're gonna win 18 bucks. Um, that's kind of a fun bet. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, it doesn't feel great to bet on Ezekiel Elliott. If he's going to score a touchdown, it's probably going to be, uh, like a screen or something. Uh, but, but Chris Wynn, uh, who had that touchdown with Tom Brady in the week three of the preseason, you put a 20 on Chris Godwin to score, you're going to take home 23. Ronald Jones, one of my favorite sleeper picks. If you put him, put money on him to score a touchdown, you're looking at a 40, uh, $24, uh, upside there so antonio brown yeah antonio brown you, you put money on an antonio brown touchdown just say it's 20 bucks uh you're taking home 38 dollars. so that's antonio brown upside is kind of fun uh but the bets that i was looking at uh, if we just go to qb props uh, i kind of like dak prescott over one and a half touchdowns again if we're expecting dallas to score two touchdowns i would bet that they're going to throw them in um so a 20 dollar bet on dak wins 11 dollars and 76 cents but that one feels uh, pretty safe for me. Looking at the wide receiver props real quick. The rushing props, Ronald Jones, 47 and a half. I'd probably throw a 20 at that, uh, win $16 on this one. But the wide receiver props is where it's at. I think uh, you could take any of the Cowboys receivers. Cooper's up here at 66 and a half, but uh, CD Lamb, guys, at 61 and a half, that's minus 115. So a $20 uh, bet wins you roughly 17 bucks. So I think. I think I like the CD Lamb prop here. You just need 62 yards. And then you see Chris Godwin's numbers are pretty low. 58 and a half for Chris Godwin. I know he did he miss practice today. And I thought there was something that came out with a quad injury. Let me double check this real quick. Uh, so Chris Godwin, limited practice today. If he gets a full in tomorrow, I'm not worried about it. Uh, but that number seems kind of low for Chris Godwin, 58 and a half. Um, some other players, again, the Mike Evans one. If Chris Godwin's limited, I'm probably just going to say take the Mike Evans over. It's 60 and a half. Mike Evans uh, seems like a good bet. And then the other thing I noticed too is Mike Evans only three and a half catches. So Mike Evans can go four for 62 and then you cover both bets. Uh, so I like the Mike Evans props on that one. Could be a lot of fun. So uh, I don't, I'm super excited. We'll get to, we'll get into more of the nuts and bolts and stuff tomorrow. We'll get full practice reports tomorrow. The first day of practice reports. I'm pretty excited about it. We'll get into some more things tomorrow, but uh, bet them under. Yes, we'll see. Yeah, the the I like the Antonio Brown high upside touchdown pick, and uh, yeah. So tomorrow I'm gonna uh, tonight I'm gonna go ahead and put in all the the DraftKings stuff on there. So we'll see what happens. But uh, what is a teaser compared to a parlay? Um, that I'm not sure. I just know a parlay is like. If you take a handful of bets and say they all have to hit, and then that's the only way you can win. So if you make four bets, all four bets have to hit for you to win. So I'm not sure what a teaser bet is. Let me see if I can Google it for you. Teaser bets. 
It's an exchange of points for volume. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. But yeah, the parlays are fun. The parlays are fun. I don't know if you can do parlays, though. If you're going to parlay, I think DraftKings, as you do, uh, you'd have to take a, a player from the Bucks game to you know score with somebody on Sunday or something like that. So, uh, But anyways, oh, we got one more question real quick here. Who do you think won this trade? I traded DK Metcalf and Kenny Galladay for Justin Jefferson and Robert Woods. So you collected Justin Jefferson and Robert Woods? I, I think the, the chat room would agree. I think we're taking the Justin Jefferson side and the Robert Woods side on this one because Metcalf, same, basically the same cost as Justin Jefferson. That's a second round, a mid to late second round pick. Kenny Galladay, we just covered him in our show earlier tonight. He went in the seventh round of a super flex draft. So you're talking a seventh, eighth round pick for Galladay. Robert Woods is a third and fourth round pick. So I think you fleece this trade. Uh, this was a really, really good trade on your side, man. Just swapping out Justin Jefferson and, and, and DK Metcalf, uh, but you basically moved up three or four rounds to get Robert Woods. So this was a really sweet trade for you, man. Uh, I think you I think you killed that one. Uh, but again, uh, thank you. Tomorrow night, uh, same time. To, I think I'm going to start making sure I go live at 7 p.m., uh, just to kind of have a set schedule. So that's 7 p.m. Central Time. I don't know where you guys are watching from, but 7 p.m. Central Time tomorrow night. We'll do the full start sit show uh, with all the charts, all the questions you guys need. Bring them. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Have a good rest of your evening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.